Please welcome to the stage, Dave Rubin. Holy shit, are you real people? Are you guys real people? Look at this, a room full of real people. In 2020, this is absolutely incredible. You guys are doing the greatest protest in American history right this second. I did not think when I signed on to do SAS this year that my first speech of 2020 was also gonna be my last speech of 2020. But they shut us down all year, right? I have not spoken in front of people all year. This is, this is my favorite thing to do. I mean, far more than doing a YouTube show and interviewing people and babbling to the camera, actually seeing real live human beings. And I come from a place, a different place than Florida, okay? I come from a place some of you may have heard of called California. Recall Gavin, there you go. I come from a place that is completely locked down. I have not seen people. I went out, I got here in Florida yesterday, freedom love in Florida. Yeah. You know what I did? You're not gonna believe this. I went to a place called a restaurant, okay? I sat down, a woman who I did not know approached the table, she took my order, and 15 minutes later, food arrived. Can you believe that, guys? That, yeah. That is what can happen in the great state of Florida. That, yeah, it can't happen. It can't happen in California. So I was thinking, guys, you've been here for a couple days, you've heard a ton of great speakers, YouTubers, podcasters, politicians, all that stuff. I was thinking, well, what can I say that's different? What can I say that's different at this point? And I try to never give the, the same speech twice. You guys know I was on tour with Jordan Peterson for about a year and a half. Love Jordan, and he's coming back, guys. He's coming back. I promise you he's gonna be back and better than ever and, and it's coming and it can't be too soon. But one of the things when I toured with Jordan, he never gave the same speech twice and I really tried to do that. So I was trying to think, well, what can I say to these guys that's different than every other speaker has said? And here's the truth, guys. Here's the real truth. For you guys that are in high school, that are in college, you right now, you're about to hit the prime of your life, right? You are about to hit the prime of your life, okay? And what that means is that you are growing up in the most unique time, possibly, possibly since the inception of this country. Everything, everything is up for grabs right now, right? I mean, imagine this. If you would have said to anyone, anyone you know back in February, hey, do you realize uh, nine months from now you're going to be locked in your house? You're not going to be going to work. You're not going to be going to school. You're going to be taking classes on Zoom. You're not going to go to restaurants. They're going to, you know, put no fans in the NBA and the football games and everything else. You would have told them that they were bananas, and that's real. That's real right now. So when I tell you guys that you are protesting in the most beautiful freaking way possible right now, you really are. 
And you have an opportunity because I'm telling you guys, the, the generations before you that have done a ton of good, right? We've, we've fought wars against real Nazis, not imaginary Nazis, right? We've done, we've expanded freedoms, right? We've expanded freedoms for women and for black people and for gay people and all of these things that America has done. And it's this place, this idea, as my friend Dennis Prager calls it, America is this, this idea that everyone can come from every walk of earth from whatever religion, whatever region, whatever nationality, whatever skin color, we can all come to this magical place and make it better. And yet right now, you guys, 18, 20, 22 years old, it's on you to fix this thing, because something ain't right. And we all know something ain't right, right? Something is not right here. And it's up to you guys, and that's pretty freaking powerful. So I know a lot of you kind of feel like, well, who's gonna, who's gonna come and fix this, right? And Donald Trump has done a hell of a lot. Donald Trump has done a hell of a lot. Man, if Dave Rubin of 2018 would ever heard Dave Rubin of 2020 saying that. But that's the truth. You know, I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this. One year ago today, one year ago today at SAS, Donald Trump spoke, and then uh, I met Trump Jr. backstage. He said, hey, you wanna join me at uh, Mar-a-Lago tonight for dinner? So uh, my husband, I'm gay, big damn whoop. I know you guys don't care. Eh, we're all right, zippity doo dah. Very exciting. Well, that tells you. That tells you all you need to know. Conservatives, conservatives want people to be free, right? Conservatives. So one year ago tonight, my husband and I went to uh, dinner at Mar-a-Lago with Trump Jr. and Kimberly Guilfoyle. We're sitting there. We're in there, and. For those of you that haven't been to Mar-a-Lago, it kind of looks like Trump. It's very shiny, and it looks very kind of hairspray and the whole thing. And we're sitting like 10 feet away from Trump. And you remember a year ago, that was the middle of, of the impeachment, the sham, the absolute sham impeachment that they put this guy through. And if you were watching CNN, you're watching MSNBC as that's going on, they're telling him Trump's freaking out. The walls are closing in. They're coming to get him. We're sitting there, the guy's laughing up a storm. He's sitting next to Rudy Giuliani, who has the biggest head you've ever seen. This guy's head is like, got its own orbit. Uh, but he's sitting there and he's got no tie on and he's relaxed and his hair is a little floppier than usual. And uh, Junior says to me at the end of the meal, he says, hey, you guys want to meet my dad? And I was like, all right, I guess I'll meet the president. Why not? Well, I'll meet the president, right? We go up to, to the president and he's sitting down and Junior says to him, hey, dad, uh, this is Dave Rubin, he's a podcaster, he's got a great show, uh, and Trump looks up at me and he goes, uh, he goes, I, I kind of recognize you, kind of recognize you. I said, oh, well, I'm on, uh, I'm on Tucker a lot, maybe it's that. He goes, oh, yeah, that must be it. And then he looks at my husband, he goes, well, who are you? And he goes, well, I'm his husband. He goes, husband? He slaps his hands on the table, he stands up, he goes, that is great. You know what, that is great, and I want you guys to know I don't give a shit. Yeah. And the reason I mention that to you guys is because I know that many people in this room have some different religious differences, some philosophical differences, some existential differences. But what I know is that right now, guys, it's all of us versus the wokesters. That's what it is. That's what it is. They are coming for every single one of you. And if you think you're protected because you're black or you're gay or you're trans or you got a limp or a lazy eye or you're a half a lesbian, it will not protect you. It will, half a lesbian. You're a small lesbian. Um, 
It will not protect you guys. It really won't because this thing, this thing that we're fighting, it's spreading like a virus right now. And it is on you guys to fix it. The cavalry ain't coming. There are a couple people that are fighting it, and a lot of them were on this stage over the last couple days and will continue to be here. But it is on you guys. It is on you guys in your life to stand up for what you believe in. That is the only way we fix this thing. The adults have dropped the ball. It's just how it is. There's a lot of reasons for that that are for a much longer speech. The adults have dropped the ball, and you guys have a chance. And the reason I'm actually enthused, the reason I can end this year with a smile on my face while this whole thing has been such a disaster is because I see you guys. I see it, and I know something good can happen. And we know now that, that young people are swinging way conservative, but not conservative the way they want to frame conservatism. Oh, these are these closed-minded bigots and the rest of it. Conservative meaning you want to conserve freedom. And man, I will stand there with you every step of the way. But I know I could babble on for a long time, and I always like ending the year by getting a little bit from you guys. So there are two microphones out here. Let's do a little quick Q&A. Give me something good, guys. Give me something good to end on. Where, where are the mics? Where are the mics? All right, people are running already. We got a mic. We'll do it real quick. Uh-oh, we got 800 people. I'm going to give one-word answers. We'll do it real fast, everybody. Where is it? What's that? How is it working for the Young Turks? You know, I'm, I'm trying not to curse too much these days, so I'm going to have to pass on that question. Um, yeah, yeah, no, you could figure it. All right, here we go, here we go. I'll uh, do them quick. Hi, so my name is Didi. My question to you is about middle ground. Obviously, as students, we want to be able to be the reasonable ones and have conversations with those we disagree with or those who disagree with us. But we also don't want to give up too much middle ground because they don't seem to do the same for us. So my question to you is, what is the key thing to keep in mind when trying to talk to someone you disagree with in terms of giving up middle ground? That way you seem reasonable, but not overstepping. All right, I'm going to try to do them as quickly as possible so I can get to as many of you as possible. The best way is all you got to do is be a little bit better than them. And guys, that ain't that tough because they're pretty terrible. Okay, that really, that really is the truth. That really is the truth. What are they going to do? You've all been in these arguments. You're a racist. You're a bigot. You're a homophobe. All of these things. Be a little bit better. Be a little more gracious than they will be. And you can actually win these people over. Because at the end of the day, nobody wants to be miserable. But what is at the end of leftism, they think they're bringing you to some utopia and they're just bringing you to endless misery. And if you can show them, if you can show them that, boy, you know, if you believe in personal responsibility, you believe in freedom, you believe in the ability for people to compete for things, to make a better society and all of those things, you know what'll happen? One day they're gonna wake up and they're gonna go, oh, they were right, so just be a little bit better. That's all you gotta do. Hi, Dave. Um, mine's pretty similar to what he said, but you just had kind of an amazing conversion, so to speak. And how can I be a good example to my friends? What can I do to help them to also turn? Yeah, well, it's a little bit of the first answer that you got to be a little bit better. But I think the other thing that you can do is welcome the conversation. You know, I think partly what's happening also is the more that, you know, we watch mainstream media collapse and CNN is a joke and MSNBC is a joke and the New York Times, I wouldn't, I don't have a parrot, but if I did, I wouldn't even use it to line his cage. Like the more that these things collapse, the more that we're all going to go into our ideological echo chambers, right? The more that you guys are going to go, all right, well, I'll watch, I'll watch Shapiro and I'll watch Rubin and whatever it is on this side and 
I'm not even going to pay attention to their side. Pay, pay a little attention to what they're doing. Pay a little attention to what they're doing and know that some of this is just a little bit of a, a, of a psychological makeup. Sometimes they're maybe a little more sensitive than you might be. Sometimes they're, maybe they're occasionally seeing something that you aren't. But, but you can figure out a way and remind them that you're a real person because I know what happens. You tell them, oh, I'm a conservative, I'm a libertarian, I'm just anything but woke. And they'll say the worst things about you and it's like, well, what do you mean? We've, we've been friends since I was five years old. You're telling me I'm the worst of all things and there are ways to just be a human, just be a little bit better. That really is the answer. Hi, my name is Roman. I'm from San Francisco, California. Um, prayers are accepted. Uh, one thing a, a refugee, know, everybody, refugee. a refugee from San Francisco. Um, so one thing that I'm noticing is that people are leaving my state in mass numbers, specifically liberals, and they are going to red states, but they are not understanding that the left-leaning policies that they voted for were responsible for ruining their home state, and they're bringing those to other states. I've tried talking to many people about this issue, but they are reluctant to facing what's been going on and how they actually contribute to it back home in California and how they're bringing it elsewhere. What can I and other Californians do? Well, to yeah, us? great question. And as a guy that lives in LA, I hear you, man, I hear you. Listen, first off, if you live in a red state, you should build a wall. I want to be very clear about that. Well, now, now I know which portion of this speech media matters is gonna clip at the end. Dave Rubin calls for a wall around Florida, okay. Um, no, what you do have to be aware of, though, is that it's great that all of these lefties are waking up and they're going, holy cow, I want to live in a free state, right? I want to be able to live in a place with low taxes and low regulation so I can build businesses and they're all moving to Texas, they're all moving to Florida and all these things. That's fantastic. But what you don't want is them bringing all of the bad ideas. And one of the things that's so tricky about leftism is a lot of times, I see this all the time in LA, people can't make the connection between voting for these big government high tax people and the fact that everything around them is crumbling. So the best that you can do is try to educate them. Get, them. get them to watch some of these videos, watch some Larry Elder videos, watch some Thomas Sowell videos. That's really what you gotta do. Get them to Thomas Sowell. Have them learn a little something about economics, supply and demand, and, and understand that the government is not some magical thing that made us free. We're born free, and the government's supposed to stay out of our freaking way. That's it. That's it, and fight for that, and then you got a chance. All right. Hey, I'm Spencer from Boise, Idaho, and, <laughs> and the question I have is how do you get liberals and current conservatives to work together and help liberals understand that we need to work together and combat the left. Yeah, you know what's so interesting? So I've taken, what, four or five questions already, and several of them are about the same things. You guys wanna work with the other side. You guys actually wanna work with the other side. That kinda means you guys are good, right? You think at, at lefty conferences, do they have conferences? Ugh, it would be terrible, but if they did, you're racist, no, you're racist, you're racist. Um, but do you think they're going, how do we reach out? How do we reach out to the conservatives? How do we, how do we, no, of course they're not doing it. Because what they've done is they've made politics a religion. And religion is religion. Politics is not religion. So, the, so again, it's, it's the same answer as before. You got to keep showing them that just because you don't want the government to do everything for you and for them doesn't mean you're a bad person, that actually it means you're a good person, it means you're an evolved person, it means you're somebody who believes in yourself and you wanna give yourself a chance to succeed. Because 
the government's not coming to save you. And, and the speakers at a conference like this who are all doing good work in their own way, we can't save you. You have to save yourself. You guys will build the better businesses of the future. You'll build the new Twitters and the new YouTubes and the, and the new Googles and all those things, but you guys gotta do it. It's as simple as that. And if you do that, if you do that, then that would be a pretty good day. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm Jorge, I run Center Millennials, and as you know, uh, a centrist is somebody who wants to play left and play right. Now, I run with a little bit of the Chris Rock mentality of, hey, I'm a little bit liberal on this side, I'm a little bit conservative on this side, but with the growing division of a lot of the conservatives I see today, like, how can I integrate my centrism to get people to be more like, not f divided so much, like, with the left, the right, and even within the right? Yeah. It's a good question. You know, I'm, I'm the new guy on the right. So, you know, when I see these divisions that I hear some of you guys talking about, okay, so we've got the more traditional conservatives, let's say we've got the more libertarian side of it and whatever else you want to whittle it down to. To me, that's great because I know you guys are all in this room right now. That, that is fantastic, right? There are believers in this room. There are non-believers in this room. You've got, you've got people that come from a purely libertarian side of things. There are people that want a little more government involvement. All of those things, those are little side issues just designed to make you hate each other. You want to live free. You want to live free. You want to live by the Constitution. Hey, we're in the best country to do it, right? As simple as that. Don't worry about the little problems. We got, a, we got a much bigger problem, and that is a woke freaking monster that is trying to eat us. So either team up with some people that maybe want a slightly higher marginal tax rate than you do, or, or you're going to be eaten by the monster. And it's very obvious to me which one of those is the right choice. All right. Um, hi, my name is Topher. Um, I have two questions. First off, can I replace Will Witt? And <laughs> Will I replace Will Witt? Will I replace? I, I don't know that no, he's can uh, I? Can got I? good hair, that guy. I'll give him that much. <laughs> um, second off, um, I hear you more described as a um, liberal, not a leftist. Um, could you describe the difference between those? I, uh, sometimes get I can do it. I, I wrote a book about it. So, look, a, a leftist, if you, well, let's do a liberal first. If you're a liberal, I actually think that most of you here are liberal in the true sense of the word liberal, meaning you're classical liberals, which is that you believe in individual rights. Individual rights, and that's what you want, right? You want individual rights. I know that you guys don't care what color somebody's skin is. I know you don't care what gender they are. I know you don't even care about what gender they identify as. You want people that are ob abiding by the laws of, some, of the nation to be treated equally. That's the core tenet of classical liberalism. And then you want laissez-faire economics, you want the market to work, and you want logic and reason. These are, these are liberal principles that have been hijacked by the left. So what's the difference between the left and liberals? Well, leftism is about government power. Leftism is about saying, okay, we somehow, us, the imperfect humans, can create this perfect system. And if only everyone could behave in our perfect system, we would be in Shangri-La, we'd be in Utopia. And you know who thought like that? Thanos. You guys remember Thanos? What did Thanos, what did Thanos want to do in the Marvel world, right, in the Avengers movie? Thanos saw a universe with, with finite resources. And what did he say? He said, I'll do the thing that nobody will do. I will wipe out half of the life in the universe in the name of creating peace. And that actually is how the left behaves, which is why communism and socialism, these things that come with a smile on, your, on their face, right? It's free healthcare and free education and all of these free things because we love you. 
We're not trying to indoctrinate you. We just love you. Well, you know what you got to do? You got to kill a lot of people on the way. And that's why communism and socialism have a history of murder and, and all of the worst ideas. So that, that, in a nutshell, is the difference between left and liberal. And I think we got one more. We got one more. Yeah, this is the last question. And then I'm going into hiding for the rest of the year, by the way, guys. I'm not going back to California. I'm literally hiding somewhere in Florida. And if you can find me, I'll give you a cookie. All right. Hi, Dave. I'm Ben. I'm from California. Um, I know. But uh, I just wanted to ask you, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of people, grassroots in California, that have been stepping up and, and supporting the president. And I just wanted to ask you, like, as somebody who's gone from the, the more um, the left to now, you, you support the right and you still have your liberal, um, like your, your classical liberalism, right? Which is awesome. Uh, but how do we, like, encourage more people to come out and support and, um, and kind of foster this, um, this movement that we've seen in California. Because I don't know, you've seen the rallies and just the, the car parades and stuff. And yeah. California has to be red, right? Like, it looks like California's red, just the main. It's crazy. I don't know if any of you saw the videos. I, I went to a Trump rally by accident. I was driving home and I stopped at the Beverly Hills Trump rally. I didn't even know it was happening. And I walked out there and it was the most joyous love fest of diverse, <laughs> truly diverse. Black people, Hispanic people, white people, gay people, Asian, and nobody cares. Nobody cares, right? Nobody cares. And that's what they're trying to trick you. You see what they're doing? They are trying to use the strength of America in that we all come here. You look around this room, everyone in this room, you come from people who had it much worse than you, every single one of you, right? Every single one of you. Think about your grandparents for a second. I guarantee you, there's nobody in this room who has it worse than their grandparents. Everybody basically has it better. Everyone has it better. That's because of America, guys. That is the truth. And that now is what you are trying to conserve as conservatives. That's what you should be trying to conserve, that this experiment is not bad, that the left is trying to trick you that the founding of America was not 1776 and the incredible documents, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution that have freed all of us. They're trying to trick you into thinking that the founding of America was the 1619 project and that slavery was the fundamental issue that ran everything, that caused all of this, and that all of our founders were these evil racists. And you know what they were, guys? They were people of their time. They were people of their time just like you guys are people of your time, yeah. And here's the beauty to wrap it all up, guys. Here's the beauty. While you guys conserve the good things, while you guys conserve liberty and you conserve freedom and you conserve all of the ideas that allow you to live the life that you want, I don't care what you do in your life. I don't. You can't have my stuff. That's it. Okay? You can do what you want. And that, that's, that's the American spirit. That's the American dream. You got a chance. You got a chance. But what they will do is destroy themselves in the process because the progressives of today, the people who are silencing you and calling you all of these things, the progressives of today will be hated by the progressives of tomorrow, okay? And you know why? Because they're always looking for progress. But progress isn't a destination, right? That's just like going. And there's a cliff coming and you know it's coming but you're gonna go over it either way. So let's not forget Barack Obama ran for president the first time in 2008, he was against gay marriage. Well, what do you think the progressives of 2040 are gonna think of this guy? They're gonna go, well, wait a minute. That guy was against gay marriage. He was a homophobe, and they will wanna burn down his library. And by their own rules, they'll be allowed to do it. So you know what? 
to package this all together, guys, just know what you believe and don't be afraid to say it. And if you do that, if you do that, you will change the world in extraordinary ways. You have a chance in a way that, that people literally 20 years ago could have never imagined. You got a phone and you might have a thought that you can get out on Twitter or a five second video that you put up on TikTok or whatever it is and you can change the world in an instant. You can do that and the people before you couldn't. So do that, fight for this freaking country while we still got it, because it's feeling, it's feeling tenuous, guys. Fight for it, and I will stand with you guys as a conservative all along the way. Thank you very much, and God bless America. All right, everybody, thank you.